Hey folks, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. Welcome to Friday Night Beers, a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand. But that you probably won't, and it'll only make sense to us. Either way, we hope you'll be entertained. I think this is going to be a pretty entertaining one, if nothing else, for the name alone. It's the pretty, name? It's pretty crazy. Wow, this is the first time you've ever judged a beer by its name. I, I have, and it makes me want to, I don't know, go back into the past. Go back? Yeah. Why would we go back? Oh, because we've got to go back to the future! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> And now you're going to confuse everybody by telling them the name of it. Yep, it's called Hot Dog Time Machine. Ayo, and that's from... It's actually a collab beer. Which makes sense. this might be the first. Not the first collab beer we've done, but it makes sense because this is a, a combination of the film Back to the Future and Hot Tub Time Machine. I'm just confused. Was there a, there, was there a hot dog in... Hot tub time machine in back to the, back to the future. What do we? I don't know what the hot dog part has to do with it. I but... assume it's Chicago. <laughs> well, let's see what the description says. It literally says, "What is a hot dog time machine?" We're glad you asked. To begin, we have to explore why it even matters. Our amigos at Hop Butcher for the world shared the same interest as us. This being Toppling Goliath Brewing Co. We'll get to them in a second. In exploring the alternate reality of the fluffy IPA, we threw multiple types of wheat into our fluff capacitator, heavily hopped it with everywhere except the 88-minute boil, and fermented it with yeast primed with transtemporal travel? Last year was certainly the worst of times, but now it's time to catch up with us on our journey and relish in this hot dog-fueled time travel adventure. So this is a brand new release. It is. I'm, I must have been inspired by the, the pandemic. But to recap, simply, co, co-collaboration with Toppling Goliath Brewing out of Decor, Iowa, and Hop Butcher for the World in Chicago. Mm-hmm. It's a double IPA. It's 7.8%. Needless to say, we are packing in a whole lot into this one. Yeah, we're packing in two different time travel movies, apparently. Uh, For those of you who are hearing Hot Butcher for the World and thinking, that sounds familiar, it's because we have mentioned them, actually, Mm -hmm. you know, relatively recently. They are the brewery that is taking over the space that is being left, sold. From Half Acre. From Half Acre, Yeah. yeah. But yeah, this is crazy. We've never done an Iowa beer on the show. No. And I don't I've never heard of anything like this in my life. Of uh Toplin Goliath <laughs> or, or the beer? Uh the beer itself. I'm intrigued by the fluffiness, I'll be hundred percent honest. Yeah. So let's maybe let's crack these, get a taste, and then we can talk a little bit about the breweries. Yeah, absolutely. I might as well just get going. Cheers. Cheers. Oh my god, it's nineteen eighty five. Just kidding. It's weird. your kids, money. <laughs> Okay, holy shit, strong smell. Did you already sip it? I sure did. Okay, I'm going to sip it right now. I sure did. And um, I, I've had some uh, some Hot Butcher 
in my time and I can absolutely taste the hot butcher on these. So hot butcher is going to be extremely hoppy. Is it weird to say that I can already taste the hot dog on it? Yeah, because I don't taste hot dog at I, all. I got a hot dog must like, with my like sip. you're drinking hot dog water? A kind the the boil part of the description actually made me think about my my old childhood days when you would boil when you would boil hot dogs. Yeah, boil okay, hot everybody dogs, looked yeah. at me like I was crazy when I said that two years ago. Not crazy. Thank no. you. It's just a quicker, easier way to make yeah. hot dogs. Very but quickly. no, let's let's hear about this brewery while I'm taking some more sips. Yeah. So Toplin Goliath out in Iowa, uh, they started in 2009. So pretty recently, they're now one of I think the hottest uh, breweries. In America, if not yeah. if not the world, and they have distribution in thirty different states. Uh, last I checked, they've got Florida, Arizona, Texas, Minnesota. Basically, uh, all the way up from Iowa to Minnesota is North North Dakota's to the left of Minnesota. Yeah, North Dakota, South Dakota, Kansas, Nebraska, uh, Nebraska. They're only missing Missouri, and I think they made out. their way. Over to Michigan as well, which is great news. Michigan and Wisconsin, great news for a large portion of our fan base. Yeah. But it's an interesting name, Toppling Goliath. I think it's very fun, very cool name. Uh, And it is apparently a remnant of a more complex time. If brewing beer is the simpler times, the more complex time would be the owners. I think it's Barbara and Clark Louie. Which we'll get into maybe some, uh, you know, family vacation hijinks. I don't know. Yeah, well, I was. Thinking, I don't know some national. I was influence. thinking, you know, Marty McFly. It sounds very close to uh, Martin and Barbara. What was the name? Oh, names Martin. Bar- so I'm yeah. thinking. I'm thinking Clark. Clark and Barbara. Louis. So it's it's Clark. Yep, Clark and Barbara. Got it. And I'm thinking Clark from the National Lampoons family. Oh yes, movies. Clark Griswold. Right, Clark Griswold. Got it. Nice. And I then. See. His wife, who is played by none other than Beverly D'Angelo. Of course. Her name is not, it is not Barbara in that, those specific films, but that actress's name is Barbara in Entourage. Oh, Entourage is back. What do you know? Anyways, back. (laughs) They never left. Um, Anyways, it was a name left over from Clark's earlier marketing and consulting company. He liked it. it. Thought it showed some promise, and here we are. Yeah, well, that's that's good to know. Um, Can you we talk about the the hops that are in these for a hot second? Because it is jam packed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it says in the can, double India Pale Ale with Vic Secret, Sabro, Simcoe, and Mosaic hops. Mosaic. Oh, I know, I know a man who is a whore for Mosaic, and oh. will be pleased. To hear this. Boy, the, there's at least two hops on here that I've never even heard of. Yeah, the Vic Secret. Victoria. I wonder if it's Victor. Wait, is that Victor? Is the this brother? Oh, Victoria's brother? Yeah. <laughs> Victoria. Yeah, Vic- One of them went into high-quality yeah. female lingerie. Right. I don't know why I said female Is there lingerie. a version of male lingerie? Is there know. sexy guy's underwear? The man's here! <laughs> from from Borat. Oh, you will never get this! Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not sexy. Well, listen. I'm a huge fan of Hot Tub Time Machine. And I think you're a huge fan of Back to the Future. Yes. I, um, 
I definitely have a lot of nostalgia for it. It's one of those movies that my dad like made me watch when I was younger. That's my dad did that with Star Wars and the Indiana. I thought Jones. you were about to say Hot Tub Time Machine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My my dad was like, "Oh, dude, you gotta watch this. Dude, it's amazing. Check this out." Yeah. Um. So I I've seen bits and pieces of most of the um, Back to the Future. Back to the Future movies. Yeah. Yes. I have not. To be fair, I have not seen all of them. I've seen the first one and then like half of the second one. I know enough to know the like the tropes of it that that it's your cousin. It might be the most culturally referenced film that we have. Like if you were to think about American movie making, that just comes up constantly. Yeah, I, I would probably be Star Wars, and then this would be like in the conversation, just in terms of like common vernacular, and you know, people always talk about the DeLorean and yep. Marty McFly, and we, you know, we did an episode that was a little bit about fifties nostalgia. This movie spends a lot of time in the fifties, um, but it was just like it was just one of those things that it was an instant hit when it came out, and it it says a lot about who we are as people, weirdly. How so? Well, I think that Amer- I think internationally, like people look to American films as sort of like cultural setting, you know, apparatuses. Yeah, and it seems like in particular we're very fixated on the '80s when it comes to culture. Like we're constantly revisiting the '80s and talking about the '80s. Stranger Things is a great example of that. Super popular show now. And, you know, a lot of people who watch that show were never even alive in the 80s, myself included. Yeah. I feel like that's a decade I will never stop hearing about ever. And The 80s? And this was, like, maybe the apex of all of the 80s. Like, 1985 is, you know, literally in the middle, but it's also, like, dude, sort of just that top ramp of this roller coaster. It's the only year with a hit song. 1985, Bowling for Soup. <laughs> Springsteen, Madonna, way before Nirvana, there was YouTube <laughs> and Blondie, and, Blondie and music still on MTV. Yeah, Her two right. kids in high school, and then it, it takes a turn, obviously. Right. But okay. never mind. That came well, that's out interesting. Yeah. So that that's interesting. But well, I gotta be honest. It's been a really long time since I saw a Hot Tub Time Machine. Can you remind me what happens in that? Hot movie? Tub Time Machine is again another 80s travel back yeah and the general conceit is that i think four or three i think it's three best friends it's craig robinson john cusack Cusack. and that guy from uh lou uh uh rob cordry no but who's the other who's the young guy you're talking about clark duke yeah yeah so it's three best friends and one of them's sister's son so his nephew yeah and they all get... He gets roped in. They all get conned into going to this ski resort that was really popular in the 80s. So it's a callback immediately to those ski movies where there's the popular kids who are like, We own the slopes. If you want to ski here, you better beat our big guy, Mondo. And then Mondo's just like... And like sprays snow in your face. Like it, it's... A bully on skis, basically. But they go back for some kind of reunion type deal, and obviously they get in a hot tub, and it sends them back. 
It's literally in time. the title, so no surprises there. And they are very upfront about it. They literally, like, <laughs> I think Craig Robinson goes, it's almost like it's some kind of stares at the camera. Hot, Hot tub, tub time, time machine. machine. That was in the trailer. I do remember that. Yeah. And to be honest, it's one of those movies that you think is going to be terrible and then is just carried by the performances. John Cusack, I could live without him, weirdly. Well, also 80s icon. Yeah, he is an 80s icon. That is true. But, and a Chicago um, legend. Yeah, and somehow you dragged his sister into it, too. <laughs> I mean, she's pretty talented on her own as well. Well, right. Who's older? Is it John or Joan? Uh, I'm not sure, to be honest. But there's, like another, to... there's another sister that also acts. Oh, really? Yeah, different. It, I bet it's like just something like Alyssa Cusack. Don't quote me on the Cusacks. I, I have no limited amounts about them. You just know, like, you know right away that whichever one came out first, they're like, yeah. Joan, I love this, or John. And then the next one popped out, and yeah. they're like, how can we make this as similar as possible without embarrassing them? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's try this out of the glass while we have a, a moment here. Yeah, and then I'm, I'm formulating some thoughts because I'll tell you what, this is power-packed. It is. It is very power packed, and I honestly have a lot of thoughts as well. I'm, I'm weirdly like kind of charged up by this beer. I, I don't know if it's because of the scintillating conversation we're having, or maybe the ingredients. But I'm starting to feel like I'm in a hot tub. Okay. Well, I, I'm not in that hot tub with you. I can, I can confirm tell you that. we are not. I do not want to be in a hot tub with a charged up Tom. I'm no, going to take a no. take a. I almost said lick here, but you know. You can lick it if you want. It's about the same out of the glass for me as out of the yeah, can. I would agree. It's so hoppy. And I think, to be perfectly honest, like you know, the, the idea of these 80s films, particularly these two that are almost cultural touchstones, one in the 90s and the other in like the 2010s, about the 80s, are perfect analogs. Like, this to me is Hot Tub Time Machine in the fact that they are really in on the idea. They're really in on hops on this. They're just really in on hops. The same way that Hot Tub Time Machine was just really in on the 80s. You were going to get smacked with every single part of the 80s. Like, every single 80s trope that you remember, you got smacked with in Hot Tub Time Machine. And you didn't hate it. That's the worst part about it, is you're like, oh, typical. I really love that. And it also, <laughs> it feels like a movie that just was greenlit off the title alone at every step of the process. Like, they definitely did not finish the script for that until, like, they were about to start filming. No way. No way. And it feels very similar. The way they described this beer, that they didn't really know what they were going to do Outside of the fact that similar to the way they're like, yeah, it's a, I yeah. don't know, it's a it's a the time machine that sends them to the eighties. Yeah, I'll buy that. It seems like they're like I don't know, yeah, we we uh, we want to do some pillowy some some pillowy hop work, and they're like, yeah, we, yeah, we'll do that, and it's good. Well, if I can circle back to the Back to the Future part of it, uh, I can't take credit for this concept, but John Mulaney did a fantastic job pointing out some of the. More alarming parts about Back to the Future as it relates to, you know, the story itself. In that the main plot focuses around Marty McFly uh, and his best friend is a disgraced scientist who's an, an older man, much older, uh, 
and they go back into time and they go back to the era where his parents met in the 50s and they insinuate that his mom basically wants to have sex with him nonstop in the past which is just kind of a weird choice to make it's a reverse edible complex edible edible very complex. reverse yeah edible rex so man shout out, shout out to you uh greek mythology and greek playheads hey it's not greek mythology but it is mythological yeah Goliath, right right so you know he's ultimately put to the test and you know his dad is kind of a loser at the time and it also sort of insinuates that Marty McFly invents uh, blues rock and roll because he plays the Johnny B. Good Chuck Berry song. And, right. And they are just blown away by it. It's so. your cousin, Marvin <laughs> Berry. You know that sound you've been looking for? Well, well listen we to this. this. Yeah, he's holding up a payphone. <laughs> I'm sure that did not sound good through the payphone. But... I do think that both movies we're talking about, obviously they play off nostalgia, but in a bit of a different way because, of course, Back to the Future is considered a, a nostalgic classic of its time, where as Hot Tub Time Machine very blatantly goes back into the past to relive a different era. Right. That's the whole point. And I do think that this beer is trying to blend a tricky balance of that where it's like, hey, here's all these cool uh, older references that you know, but we're just going to pack it with every hop we can think of. And I have to say, I, I'm enjoying it. It's This is exactly the type of beer that my father would love. The man has said, oh yeah, if I could get more hops, that would be great. And I'm like, this is a triple IPA. There's no more room. There's no no more There's room no for more hops. Room. Yeah. It's double dry hopped. What do you mean you want more? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I also think that, you know, weirdly you're getting exactly what you expect when you read the ingredients and look at the can. Like, if this was a boring, stale beer, like, that would be hugely disappointing. This is a very exciting beer. Yeah. And I, it's weird to describe a beer as exciting, but it is exciting not just because of the can and, and how wild this. You guys have to see, and you will, yeah. but uh, you have to see this can. It's pretty wild. But also just because of the pure, you know, you've got four different hops here, and you know that those are those are double dry hop. Those are in there. Is it? Is it double dry hopped or is it just double hopped? Regardless, I've lost I've lost count of all the different hops. I mean, it's they're adding more up. and more in. They basically said, "Hey, if we're going to do this, we're going to do yeah. this right," which I appreciate. I don't know if I could have more than one of these. I'll be a hundred percent honest. Why? Why is that? It's heavy. It's a lot. It's hops in the back of your throat. That's fair, and it's definitely. I mean, it's almost eight percent. So. It's not it's not for the faint of heart, but if you love beer, honestly, this is something you should definitely try. I think I that agree. there's no there's no reason why you a beer fan wouldn't like it. You know, at the same time, I'm sure there's some people that absolutely hate eighties nostalgia and they're absolutely sick of it, which that's fine. Maybe this wouldn't be for you, but well, I mean, so we do like beer. So What I would say to the following is is this is if we're going to 80s nostalgia, I think one of the places that a lot of Americans almost immediately go is Miracle. 
the Miracle on Ice that actually happened, and then the the movie. Yeah. Right. And that's a safe memory for a lot of people, and it's a safe place to go. Whereas when we're talking about these hot tub time machine and um, Back to the Future, there's more of an unknown. We don't know what's going to happen when they go back there. They could mess everything up. When you go back and watch Miracle or the actual live footage of Miracle on Ice, there's that comfort in knowing what's going to happen, and it's very exciting. And I would say that this this lacks that comfort. When you open this, you don't know what you're going to get. You just know you're going to get a lot of it. But I would argue that the 80s are not best remembered for how comfortable they make you feel. It's about the zany weirdness that was trickling through most of popular culture at the time. I mean, we're talking about hair metal. That doesn't make any fucking sense now. But at the time, poison was perfectly normal and acceptable. Okay. Dudes wearing a bunch of makeup and wearing like spandex, like that was considered cool. Yeah, no, no, no. And people like didn't know much about the consequences of hard drugs. And they drove DeLoreans all the time. And there was a bunch of high school movies that were about losing your virginity. And like some of that stuff is still permeating now, but... That era is not defined by its pleasantness, which makes me think that this is more which reminiscent of that. Yeah, might explain why Miracle resonates so much with, I think, a huge population. I don't even care about hockey. And I was like, yeah, that's good. I'd like to watch that. <laughs> I, and, and I think that if you're looking for that safe place... I don't know why you're picking up a collaboration from Hot Butcher for the World and Toppling Goliath in the first place, but put it back down. This is not for you. Well, let's be honest. Nobody's picking up a beer called Hot Dog Time Machine looking for a safe time. So That's fair. That is very I think, fair. I think we can put that to rest. But Yeah, that is. That, it's a really good point that yeah. you made about the 80s being actually a, kind of an obscene, wild time. And yeah. And I, I, I'm probably going to think on that for a while now after this about how, you know, Miracle it might be one of the only safe places in the 80s. And it was barely even in the 80s. It was like a, it, it was, was like literally right at the start. Right. It might as well still be in the 70s. <laughs> some dude, some dude's like, wow, the 80s are going to be great. <laughs> could you argue that? Buckle up. Wait, pal. could you argue that because of that we partied for a decade and that was. <laughs> Just like you could argue that people are talking about pandemic-wise, everybody dressed nice in the 20s because they had the pandemic before that in, what, 1918, 1919, where no one was allowed out for two years. Yeah, and Prohibition. The Spanish flu. Boy, hold on. Prohibition, the Great Depression, the pandemic. That was a fucking rough time. Are you saying that the 2020s are about to be an epically fun time? I, we're, I fucking hope so. We're probably all going to wear tuxedos everywhere. And we're all going to get our Leo DiCaprio on with our little martini glasses yeah. and raise them to nobody. And and we'll be good we'll all be good looking too. And are we going to are we going to Wang Chung tonight? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Maybe. I had I had to say it. Well, we went a little bit long in this one, but I think it's appropriate because of the um, indulgence let's do our ratings i'll go first 
I'm giving this a four out of five. Ooh. Four out of five times. Ah, me. I really like this. It was bold. It was risky. It probably shouldn't have worked, but you know what? God damn it, it works for me. I'm a big fan. That's a high rating for you. I'm going to go 4.25 Vince's out of 5. Vinces. Oh my god, yes! He it's likes it. One. Mikey likes it. Mikey likes everything, but Mikey especially likes this. Wow. This is very... This is very good. It's been a while since I've had a hot butcher. I love that it's cut with the Toplin Goliath. I think this is top to bottom a really fun beer. I've enjoyed all the hops. I feel like I can taste all the individual ones. And I really like I really really think that the 80s is just the perfect analog for it. I mean, the movies that we've discussed work for it. Yeah. Those are the two that are referenced in here. I can't say enough about the advertising Congratulations to both Toppling Goliath and Hot Butcher for the World to uh, Toppling Goliath. I think maybe it just didn't work out timing-wise with the <laughs> advertising firm because this was flawlessly executed. <laughs> yeah, I I couldn't agree more. This is great, and I wish we had another one. But you know what? Maybe we can just travel back in time to when we purchased these. And, and steal it from ourselves. Steal it? You want to steal from yourself? Yeah. Then oh. the time loop will continue on. And, you know, we don't need to get see, into See, now we're going to talk about Looper, and that's going to get me into <laughs> Joseph Gordon Levitt. And I just can't. No, do it no. Right see, now. you went there. A good don't ruin it. Having a good time. Ain't nothing but a good time here on this show. Shout out, Poison. Um, thank you so much for listening, folks. This was a lot of fun. My dad's never going to listen, but, Dad, I know you love the 80s, so. I'll make them listen to this one. Um, you know, maybe I will. We'll kidnap them. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put them in a hot tub time machine. Yeah. And if you did enjoy this episode, please subscribe to our show on Apple, Spotify, wherever. And if you didn't enjoy it, go back and watch both movies and then listen to it again. Then come back and maybe you'll change your mind. <laughs> <laughs> but or you won't. But until then, I'm Tom. I'm Vince. This has been Friday Night Beers, where we have clear eyes, full cans, must booze, Wang Chung tonight. Nope, that's Kung Fu fighting. <laughs>